Hello everyone, welcome back, and today we are doing another episode of the podcast. My name is Haley, for those of you who are new here, and today we are going to be jumping into the exciting life of the Gallagher family. Today's episode is going to be on a TV show, Shameless. There are currently eight seasons. They're working on their ninth, which is airing now on Showtime, but it's also popularly been watched on Netflix. The storyline of the show follows the Gallagher family. The father, Frank, and mother, Monica, are fairly fleeting characters in the show. Frank is an alcoholic who shows up from time to time when he's hungry and then tends to disappear. Monica, on the other hand, is even more flighty and appears only in specific episodes of specific seasons. Now, the children are the meat and heart of the show. There are six of them that are followed throughout the storyline, ranging from early 20s all the way down to little Liam, who is still in diapers. You have from oldest to youngest, Fiona, Lip, Ian, Debbie, Carl, and then Liam. Now, all of these are very complex and a wide range of characters. They all have a wide range of struggles that they deal with. And as they grow up in a um, lower income setting, they're in the inner city of Chicago, they face a lot of struggles that are often not thought about or brought up in normal TV. TV is often focused on the upper middle class or upper class, and this show, I feel, attempts and somewhat succeeds at being able to show the real lives of some topics and struggles that these lower socioeconomic status people live. Most shows depict these lower income people as homeless, playing the welfare system, unmotivated show. So many of the struggles that these characters face are caused or further amplified by their socioeconomic status, and today I'd like to venture in a little deeper and see how accurately the show lines up with real-life families in this situation. Illegal activity throughout the show, but the children overall have very good intentions and motives. And that really plays across and their love for each other really makes the show just a wholesome. Let's start off first with Debbie. Debbie is one of the middle children and she becomes pregnant during season seven. It is a teen pregnancy. I believe she's about 16 or 17. And this was a very scene coming kind of. And yes, Shameless has a lot of this. Frank Gallagher specifically is guilty of playing the system as well as many other plotline. Debbie has been obsessed with finding someone to love and someone to love her from the beginning. This is likely due to the fact that Monica and Frank are very fleeting and their her mother and father figure are very not there. She eventually tries to trap a boyfriend that she gets by getting pregnant without his knowledge, and he quickly has to deal with the consequences of being a father that he did not ask for and had thought that he had been planning on protecting not becoming a father. After this happens, she goes very, I want to be an independent woman and a good mom. Those are her goals. That's And I'm all for that. I completely agree with her. All the power to you. But she also does a lot of poor impulsive choices because of the fact that she is so young. She gets into a lot of trouble with CPS simply because she does dumb things while her child is near her or in her arms. There's a specific scene in season 7 where she beats up a woman while holding her child. 
This is not an acceptable thing to do in society, in TV, or in real society. Therefore, there are bad consequences in the show for it. And this is not to say that Debbie isn't trying her best. She just genuinely does not have a developed enough brain to be raising a child. Now, she also simply faces struggles due to where she lives. She has a lot of financial struggles. She is in high school trying to navigate that, trying to fight the fact that a lot of teen moms do not end up graduating from high school, and she's determined. She also faces a lot of backlash in just social situations. She gets the looks, the glares, the comments about her age and the fact that she has a baby and all of that. And what I found interesting is I was looking on the CDC's website and they had found that living in dangerous and poorly developed neighborhoods similar to the inner cities that Chicago is used for the setting of the show actually leads and not necessarily leads, it's not all causation here, but there is a correlation possibly with that and higher teen pregnancy rates, which would make sense because in these areas where there is graffiti and there are cars everywhere that are unregistered and unlicensed plated, plated is the word, I'm not sure, but these cities, especially the inner city school systems, which we get a little peek at, in the show have very little money. Even in the real world, it's a very common thing. The inner city schools don't get a lot of money. School systems in general that are public already are tight. And so if they are on a low budget, things like textbooks and core classes are gonna be focused on heavily, as well as sports possibly, but that is another topic. And so the some of the daily actual life events that these children in these inner cities are going to deal with, such as sex ed, are necessary because a lot of these programs that are still in inner cities are very out of date due to the fact that they don't have money to renovate them. So because of this, you have less money for less education, which means you have definitely less sex education since you can't even have regular education for these children, which means you're going to end up with children that have misinformation because they've gathered it from friends or online, a wrong impression of what being a child is. There are specific scenes in the show where Debbie is glorifying in her head these people having a baby when she's pregnant and before she becomes pregnant. And she, no one is there to give her the harsh reality that having a child is not as fun as it seems. And even when these friends tell her how awful it is and how little sleep you get and all the downsides of being a mother, and of course there are good... But Debbie does not see. Next, we are going to be moving on to little Liam. Now, Liam is the youngest of the Gallaghers. He is half African-American and half white. How that works is a very hard story that comes to be throughout the show, considering Monica and Frank, both of his parents, are white. However, um, Liam is special in the sense that he is the only Gallagher to attend private school. Towards the end of season 7 and going into season 8, Liam is finally growing as the beginning of the show. He started in diapers, so by the time we get to this point in the show, he is finally growing into a 5-6 year old child and is ready to go to school. So Frank swindles his way into getting him into a private school. And as you can probably assume, he used the fact that Liam is a minority in order to do so. 
Now, I did some searching, and according to the very limited, yet what I could find data on private schools, about 28% of their population on average is minorities. Now, in the show, Liam is the only African-American child in the school that you see, and it is a big deal when the school introduces another one. This is definitely one of the smaller but purposeful incongruences with real society. They purposely outcasted ostracized Liam in order to progress the show, of course, and so it has to be taken with the grain of salt that they want the dramatized version. They want Liam to stick out because he is the character in the show that they're focusing on. Liam is used in the school as a token to get rich families to send their kids to that school because, look, they have diversity and things like that, and Liam is forced to play outside when the principal knows that they are bringing people to show them the school and things like that. And Liam is very bright, having grown up with all these crazy Gallaghers, and so he knows exactly their ploy, and he goes along with it for the sake of being a child and following the rules, but he sees through the bull, if you know what I'm saying. Lower-income families rarely get the opportunity to send their children to private schools as they can be upwards of tens of thousands of dollars per year to attend. It is only in cases like Liam where they are used in a way, in some way, for the school to look good in order to be chosen to go there. And even so, it tends to be a lottery style or testing style to get in. Now, this is, of course, unfair because... There is no equal opportunity in education in that sense, but they are also private institutions, and so, honestly, in my opinion, it, the fact that they are private means that there does not need to be equal opportunity. However, the public school systems should absolutely have much more equality in them than they do. The final character we're going to speak about today is Lip. Lip Gallagher, short for Philip is the second oldest of the Gallagher gaggle, and he is a overly intelligent man who managed to get himself enough tuition paid for through the government and scholarships and whatnot to attend um, a university in Chicago, and he ends up staying there. But unfortunately, as many who try to escape the crippling effects of poverty, he struggles to get out of that life. He quickly gets involved with alcohol, which for a lot is the, it's seen as just teenagers partying in college and young adults figuring out themselves. But this is the age where addiction really forms. Brains are not wired well enough and you end up a lot more susceptible to things like alcoholism, which is what happens to lip. Um, according to one source, about 12.5% of those in college reported excessive near addiction levels of alcohol use. Um, so lip is not an anomaly here, though 12.5% is not a lot. It is more than it should be, and it definitely is an issue that should be addressed more in society because of the fact that it is prevalent enough that it is affecting a decent percentage directly. 
And of course, the genetic component also goes in as his father is an alcoholic and his mother abuses drugs often. And with more information, we may know later on in the show if she has drug abuse problems. Um, Another um, study actually was done and it actually revealed that there's an inverse relationship between your income level and your consumption of alcohol. So basically, the more you drink, the less you make and vice versa. Now, I thought this was an interesting concept, and scientific proof is always an added plus to today's societal norms and behaviors. And so I think it makes perfect sense that those living in the inner city in places like where the Gallaghers grow up in Chicago, you know, there's a lot of poverty, and with that comes... Oftentimes, a dissatisfaction with life in the sense that these people seemingly have nothing. I mean, the Gallagher family as a whole struggles to put food on the table, and that kind of life and living situation definitely can lead people to abuse alcohol and things like that. And I think it's important to note the genetic factor and note the young ones who are a lot more susceptible to becoming addicted and things of that nature. So as far as the show overall, to kind of just recap us up here, this show gives a great and informative, though not always correct, representation that we don't often see of inner city, lower socioeconomic families and how they make it work, whether that be for better or worse. They, at the end of the day, are of course always doing their best as anyone is. I think it's also important to note that this is TV and it's designed to be funny and entertainment and so it doesn't always need to be designed to be true. Society seems to have this obsession with TV being real and TV is not always needed to be real or correct or any of those things. However, what's great about the show is watching how over the course each different Gallagher child somehow manages to in their own way grow and prosper through all of the shit that they have gone through and they all in their own way grow and develop into these people that are better people for society at the end of the day and I think it's important to note that everyone is just trying to improve society in their own way at least that's what you see oftentimes with those that have a reason to be motivated to make a difference even if it's just in their own lives i think oftentimes growing up in such a life leads you to develop this kind of resilience and greater motivation that should not be as overlooked as it is in today's society thank you again for listening to my podcast i hope you enjoyed see you next week for another episode of the podcast